Super Talk Mississippi media production. This is Rebecca Turner, and thank you for listening to the Good Things Podcast here on Super Talk Mississippi. It's Mississippi's Radio Happy Hour. Well, I'm going to Mississippi. Mississippi, here I come. You're listening to Good Things with Rebecca Turner. Bringing you the good stories of Mississippi's people, places, and things to do. Now, now, here's Rebecca. Good afternoon, Super Talk Mississippi. You are tuned into your radio happy hour. That's the good things. I'm your host, Rebecca Turner. We are joined by Rhino in studio. Good Things wants to remind you that there's an adventure in Mississippi awaiting you. All you have to do is go to visitmississippi.org to find out more. Now, I'm calling all of my Western movie lovers today on Good Things. You know, Mississippi's movie scene has been popping or booming, and now it's time to catch our hometowns on the big screen during the Wild West. Joining us on Good Things today is Travis Mills. He is a filmmaker who has shot several feature-length movies right here in Mississippi. Welcome, Travis. Thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. And I know we just missed you. You were in town uh, this past weekend for one of the premieres for your latest movie, The Wilderness Road. But you're out um, out on back on the film set, from what I hear. But how was your visit to Mississippi? It was fantastic. I, I did forget how humid it gets. <laughs> I've been a little bit uh, too used to the dry climate, but I loved being in Vicksburg for our premiere and. I wish I could have stayed longer. Okay, so you you had this big audacious goal, Travis, to do 12 Westerns in 12 months, which you shot in 2020. They're now being released. Where did that dream and vision come from? You know, for years I had this idea of making the 12 Westerns, and, and it was a crazy concept. You know, can you make a feature film one a month for an entire year and not just any feature film, but exploring, you know, this, this historical genre and, and this very important genre for America and to make 12 very different movies. Um, so it spawned in 2013 and it kind of kept writing and planning. And then finally I just said, you know, 2020 is the year. And I sure did pick a good year for it. Right. I was thinking <laughs> craziest, you didn't, t- you didn't add in that pandemic in there. Did you, that wasn't that in your business plans, was it? It was not, you know, and we had no idea what would happen, but we we got through it and we made the best of it and we stayed safe. So that's all that matters. You know, we made the project and stayed safe. When you mention feature films, 12 feature length films, for those who may not understand the significance of that, what what does that sort of classify the film? Like, is it in terms of length? Yeah, it's usually usually a feature film is is an hour or longer. The Academy Awards even says 45 minutes or longer. Some of our films or, you know, 65 minutes, 70 minutes. This one that we're talking about is two hours. So it's, you know, it's like seeing a regular movie. Okay, so 12, you had 12 Westerns in 12 months. How many of those were shot here in Mississippi? So we shot the first two in Mississippi, Bastards Crossing and Texas Red. And then I came back later in the year, in October and November, and we shot in the southeast, not just Mississippi, but mostly Mississippi, for the Wilderness Road, which is the one we're releasing now in Tales of the Natchez Trace. Pretty cool. That's the other So yeah. is it actually based on a story? Like, does it connect it to Mississippi? Is that why you chose some of our sites to film? Or what drew you to our state to, to do your filming? 
Yeah, I always like to film as much as possible in the places where these things really happen. So this is based on the history of the Natchez Trace and the Wilderness Road in Kentucky, but mostly the Natchez Trace, where these bandits robbed and killed um, the Hart brothers, who were this notorious pair, and then Samuel Mason. And anyone who knows Natchez Trace history has probably heard their names. And this is really the first feature film to ever explore their story in detail. Pretty cool. I know you also didn't only utilize Mississippi locations. You utilized Travis, Mississippi actors and actresses. So did you put a call out for that? Were they eager and ready to sort of jump on board with your project? Oh, yeah. I mean, I've been working with local actors in Mississippi for years, and and this cast included some of those familiar faces, but we also did a casting call in Jackson in 2019. Lots of new people showed up, and they ended up in the film. So it's great to work with local actors, lots of talented people there. And I have to give a shout-out to Joe Peavy, who is also one of your writing contributors to your 12 Westerns in 12 months, who's a good Mississippian there on the Mississippi Gulf Coast. And I know he's listening to good things because he's the one who connected me with you, uh, Travis. But I love how, though, you sort of immerse yourself in the area in which you're trying to bring your film to be, uh, well, to be filmed, your, you know, your movie to be filmed. How is it different here in Mississippi? We always hear when people come from other states and choose Mississippi as their place to uh, produce a film, they leave wanting to come back. Is there something in the water or what makes Mississippi a good place for filmmakers? What I like about Mississippi is that the people take ownership of being from there and a lot of pride in being from there. Whereas sometimes when you're working out west, say, in a place like Arizona, you know, most of the people are from Michigan or California or wherever. You know, they don't have a lot of ownership. But in Mississippi, you feel that there's a great sense of community and history. That's the reason I keep coming back is just the richness of the culture there. Well, we like to hear that. And what I was hoping, too, good food. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Unless you're on a diet. And then in that case, you don't want to go. Oh, let's not go down that (laughs) route because, yes, for sure, though. Okay, so, but you you came back Saturday. It was the premiere of your third of your 12 Westerns in 12 months that was shot here in Mississippi. But where are we on the release? I'm guessing if we're in September, is this number nine for you? This is number, I think I get all confused, but in the order we shot them, this is number 10, technically. Um, I've released them in a little bit of, out of order. So this is the 10th. We did it in October of last year, and it's probably the biggest in terms of in scope and ambition. So this is the Wilderness Road. It's it's based off of the Natchez Trace real life story. Where all in Mississippi did this one get shot? So we shot um, some in the Brookhaven area. Um, we shot a lot of it in the Natchez area, some along the trace and real close by there. So mostly in that region is where we filmed. Pretty cool. Okay, so where can we go to watch the premieres? Because I know um, you just had one in Vicksburg last Saturday. I saw it was sold out. Congratulations on that. But there's two other locations uh, coming up here in Mississippi for folks to come out and see the premiere. And if it's a premiere, does that mean we get to keep watching it, Travis, or do we have to come to this single showing? So basically, you can see it this coming uh, Wednesday, September 22nd, in Madison at the Malco. We love showing movies there, great theater. Um, So that's at 7 p.m. 
and you can get tickets uh, basically through our, you know, if you look on our 12 Westerns page, we've got the link, uh, but also go on Eventbrite online and you look up the tickets through there. We're selling tickets, not the theater. And then it's also playing at the Malco in Oxford, and that's on the 28th. So those are the two two showings. And we'll have cast there. I won't be there because I'm busy filming in Mon- Montana, but uh, we will have cast and crew there to represent the film, talk about it, meet the audience and all that. For those who like kind of a binge-worthy kind of uh, television, or I guess television or movie sort of theme, can do all 12 sort of tie together or have any common theme other than a Western? Not really. You know, I really wanted to make 12 very different takes on the Western genre. Like, for example, this is not a typical Western yet. It has horses, guns, outlaws, lawmen. But it's set in the late late 1700s, early 1800s. You know, this is right after the Revolutionary War. And so it has a completely different look. And the types of weapons they're using are, are very different than what you would normally see in a Western. So my goal was to make 12 completely different versions of the Western. Okay, so Travis, if we can't make it to Madison or to Oxford for the last two premieres here in Mississippi, how can we watch The Wilderness Road or the other two that you mentioned that were shot here in Mississippi? The Wilderness Road I probably will release on Amazon in late November or early December. Uh, We will have DVDs available soon, like I said, on our 12 Westerns Facebook page or the uh, runningwildfilms.com page. But Bastards Crossing and Texas Red are both available on Amazon, and they're also available on a free streaming service called Tubi, T-U-B-I, which is a lot of people are starting to use. So you can stream those two for free anywhere in the U.S. Pretty cool. I appreciate that. I also heard that you may have had a little trouble finding wagons in Mississippi. Is that true? Or maybe you didn't. Or no trouble. No, I had no no trouble. Uh, Mississippi has actually been the easiest place uh, to find wagons and and all kinds of resources. That's the thing. The community is just so great in Mississippi that you really can reach out to people and they'll connect you with the right person. And, you know, in this, and in other films, we even used wagons out of Macomb that were from the 1600s, the late 1600s. So there's just some incredible resources in the South. Any chance that you're coming back to Mississippi to shoot more movies in the future, Travis? I will. I'm sure I won't be able to stay away too long. It will be either the fried chicken or something that brings me back, right? <laughs> <laughs> well, the next time you're back in the Magnolia State, Travis, make sure you stop by the Good Things Studio. It's always open to you. But thank you for your time and choosing Mississippi to make your movies. Thank you, Rebecca. I appreciate it. All righty. You guys stick with us. We've got more good for you coming up next. Mississippi's healthcare system has experienced many challenges during the COVID pandemic, like the critical shortage of paramedics statewide. Here's Ryan Wilson, veteran paramedic. 
In my role as a paramedic over the years, I've always appreciated the Mississippi Healthcare Alliance's respect for paramedics and the role we play in achieving optimal survival for patients in an emergency. Right now, paramedics are needed urgently statewide. With the comprehensive training programs offered at area community colleges, you can learn life-saving skills and so much more. Seasoned paramedics like me and newcomers find it very rewarding to help people in immediate need. If you want a job that's dynamic and highly valued in our healthcare system, I urge you to become a paramedic. There's never been a more critical time to become one of Mississippi's healthcare heroes. You too can make a difference on the front lines of emergency care. The Mississippi Healthcare Alliance urges you to visit mshealthcarealliance.org for a complete listing of community colleges that offer paramedic training. Gulf Seafood Outlet. Five-pound large Gulf Shrimp Special, $29.95. Gulf Seafood Outlet. Seeing is believing with up to 14 types of saltwater fillets. Gulf Seafood Outlet. Highway 51 in Ridgeland, just past Lake Harbor Drive, 601-790-9407. This is Dennis Stevenson, Director of the Motor Carrier Safety Division of the Mississippi Department of Public Safety. The Highway Patrol, in conjunction with the Federal Motor Carrier Safety Administration, is conducting big rig road checks for safety each month throughout the state for motor vehicles. Troopers and truckers working together to keep our roads and highways safe. Since the program began, we have issued over 15,000 citations to ensure that everyone is safe on the road. Troopers and truckers working together to keep our Mississippi roadways safe. Tired of being gone from home all week? If so, Union Corrugating has an immediate need for Class A CDL drivers in the Vicksburg area. Competitive pay, paid time off, 401k match, plus medical and dental benefits. Right Right now, there's there's a $5,000 sign-on bonus to all Class A CDL drivers that join our team. Call 1-888-661-0577 or visit Indeed.com. Union Corrugating, a leading manufacturer of metal roofing, an equal opportunity employer. 144 Tactical Defense in Florence is your one-stop shop for AR-15s, parts, and accessories. They have a certified in-house Cerakote facility, and they offer a 100% lifetime warranty with on-site gunsmiths and master machinists ready to tackle any project you have. They're working day and night to keep up with the demand. Visit 144 Tactical and see the changes and get entered in a drawing for a free guardian rifle of your choice. 144 Tactical Defense in Florence, where customers are game. Be sure to tune in every Saturday morning from 10 until noon for the Handyman Show. Brought to you locally in part by Mid-South Crawl Space Solutions. Protecting your home from structural damage, cracks, humidity, mold, and more. That's Mid-South Crawl Space Solutions of Mississippi. This is Ben Shapiro reminding you to listen to the Ben Shapiro Show weekday nights starting at 9 p.m. here on 97.3 Super Talk Jackson. Making your afternoon just a little brighter. It's Good Things with Rebecca Turner on Super Talk Mississippi. Mississippi has so many good places for you and your family to eat, stay, and play any day of the week, even on a Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, or Sunday. All you got to do is go to visitmississippi.org to explore a little more. If you explored the Good Things Facebook group today, you will see that we are not debating. <laughs> 
because it kind of didn't catch traction like I thought it would. But that's okay. We can talk it through here. That's what the show's for. Um, asking you, what's your favorite day of the week and sort of why? And many of you went for that right sort of reason. And when you're in a good mindset, yes, every day is your favorite day because it's a blessing. And you have one more day around the sun. And tomorrow is not, um, you know, not promised. And that is how we should live. But then there's the other side of it where... You probably have a favorite day of the week, and it may shift from week to week depending on when your day off is or when you get a vacation or if there's a special occasion happening, you know, in that particular week. And if somebody has a birthday coming up this week, but we'll leave that for later. It's not me, but there you go. (laughs) Process of elimination here on Good Things. I'll leave it at that. Um, But the reason being, it is Monday, and so many people have this idea that they or not have this idea you loathe monday it's like i got a case of the garfields yes it's like the most melancholy melancholy day or melancholy whatever that word is blah day melancholy melancholy blah it's the most blah day we dislike it to the point that it steals our sunday right i mean you get you wake up you kind of go through your sunday morning routine and then by like midday sunday you realize that the dread of monday dread of monday takes away half another day and i feel like we need to be talking about you need to talk this through like why is monday such a day right like to in it if if your life you're living your life to the point that you waste half of your sunday dreading every monday now i get you may have some, some mondays are worse than some others. mondays are worse than others they may be stacked to the brim with things and maybe just coming back from a vacation and you know you're going to have a bazillion emails i don't i mean there are scenarios for outliers of all kinds but on the average or on the regular if you spend every Sunday hating the fact that tomorrow's Monday, I feel like that is an opportunity to have a, a bigger conversation about why. And then what can you do to maybe make Mondays less of a Monday for you? Or have we just been trained that, you know, we, we get on the hamster wheel of our crazy schedules in life Monday through f- Friday at noon, really? To the point that when we get off of it, we crash and burn. We don't even get the time to really recharge. And then you got to get right back on the wheel. And I think it could be argued that, but I think a, a part of the argument against that would be our conversation before the show, where I was questioning why nobody before me on the Facebook group said Saturday. And then you pointed out that oh, there's a big difference like between bachelor life on Saturday and raising youngins on Saturday. And it's that changes too with like the season in which they are in. Right now if you have like young children or grandchildren and, and don't get me wrong, you don't take these days for granted, I get it, but you can get caught in the grind of going from you know, one baseball or softball game to the next swim meet to then the birthday party, then you gotta get groceries, then you gotta get, you know, all these things that you don't have time to do, you know, sort of during the week and then so you know you kind of lose sight of what the weekend was supposed to provide you which again it's it's not necessarily a wrong thing or sort of a bad thing because you do get break from the monotony of the monday tuesday wednesday thursday friday you know but i think um the conversation i'm trying to at least 
impose on you today, or at least the challenge for you, is if you, you know, to really take an honest look at why do you hate this one day of the week so much, you don't... Yeah, what did Monday ever do to you? What did Monday ever do to you? And you don't see any other week that has motivation as a hashtag. Again, motivation starts with an M, but it feels like we all have to pump ourselves up for hashtag Monday motivation to get back out there, to go to the grind, to start it all over again. And unless you've reached, you know, that point in life where, you know, you're retired and every day is a Friday, but it does feel like sometimes, you know, what is Wednesday? How do we refer to Wednesday as because it's halfway through the work week and you're closer to you're getting over the hump hump of the week of the week and you're getting closer to all downhill from there. Sort of go there downhill from because you can't call it over the hill because that's a totally different thing when that, it comes to time. That that is completely true, and if you've never thought about it, well, here's your chance to sort of give that an idea and sort of ponder it. And I know too with the you know a lot with the different things that have gone on over the last eighteen months and jobs have shifted. And some of you don't dread Mondays like you used to. You no longer have to go into the office, or maybe you've created a better work life sort of balance. Some of you lost certain jobs or shift changed or pivoted and you find yourself in a happier go lucky realm but this would be just our our good things challenge for you on this wonderful monday would be that if you dread it so bad you need to start asking yourself some questions on how you can sort of change it or you can actually just answer the question at face value what day of the week is your favorite and then why because i feel like we all have those those special days that we enjoy the most one thing a lot of parents enjoyed last year during the pandemic, I don't know if your kid's school district did it or not, but they changed it to half days because our teachers were trying so hard or having to work so hard to pull off both in-class and online um, learning that they gave teachers a little bit of extra time on that hump day to sort of get their stuff together, collect their thoughts, the kids got out earlier. Well, many parents use that as an opportunity to do fun things or have, you know, whatever, insert extra time. And so for so many of us, we we liked that fact that Wednesday became a half day for, for kids. And so Wednesday was the most looked for day, at least of the school week, right? And so it can be as easy as that, or it can be as easy as just Will says, any day I get to go bass bass fishing. He'll take any day of the week that he gets to do his sort of favorite activity. Bass fishing on a day that ends in Y. Yes. Jen says Friday because I get off at noon and I'm able to go visit my Mimi um, in the hospital. So maybe you have that particular day that you sort of look forward to. So the other part to this is just getting you to think about what is that day of the week that you do look forward to and why are you looking forward to it versus why you hate Monday. (laughs) I'm trying to reclaim our Mondays as not being such a dreaded day um, of the week. I think, you know, collectively when you talk about the state of our mental health, you have to ask yourself, why do we keep banging our head against the wall when it comes to doing things that we absolutely, absolutely dread. Louis from the 662 says, my favorite day is today. You aren't guaranteed tomorrow. We should all rise to that to sort of think. But the truth is we don't. <laughs> we spend half of our Sundays sad that tomorrow's Monday and you lose out on that joy on that sort of particular, particular day. Danny in Starkville says, my next question should be, how old were you when you had the best day of your life? That's a really good question. I think there are 
I think it would have to go into categories because there's I think at each stage of life you have the best day of your life for different reasons. And I would like to think the best is yet to come. As some of you are thinking about today's the best day of the week, which I get that. Well, you always hear some well, not always and some, that doesn't make sense. You hear some people say that their wedding day was the, the best day of their life, especially if they're trying to win brownie points with mm-hmm. with their spouse. But I actually went to a wedding this weekend, my cousin's wedding, and he might, in fact, be able to answer it was the best day of his life and will be for the rest of his life because he had the biggest grin on his face the entire time. And it might be the first wedding I've ever been to where the groom looked that happy to be there. <laughs> to know what poor weddings have you been going to rhino <laughs> well, i mean you always have like the nervous look or the timid look or then but he was just grinning ear to ear he was just happy as a pig and slop well that that sends a good message for their relationships from sort of then on out but for most of us who say it depends on there's different factors into if you're Wedding day is actually the happiest day of your life. If you have the privilege for someone to set up your wedding for you and all you have to do is show up, drink mimosas and put on your dress and walk down and say, I do, then it's a whole lot less stressful than if you're trying to save every penny and hang every flower and corral every person in. Then you're just ready for the thing to be over with and get on your honeymoon. So while you say it may be the best day of your life, it was really stressful from beginning to end. And there was cake. <laughs> but it's all in perspective. And that's the only thing I'm trying to get to you today on our Good Things Facebook group question is, what is your favorite day of the week and why? I bet I know what our next guest's uh, favorite day of the week would be. It's whatever day he found his cool finding there in Knoxville County. We're going to learn that and more coming up next. From the SeabrookPaint.com Weather Center, I'm Bob Sullender. For all your paint and coating needs, go to SeabrookPaint.com. Today, a slight chance of rain, partly sunny, high near 87. Tonight, mostly clear, low around 72. Tuesday, a 50-50 shot of rain, mostly sunny, high near 89. Tuesday evening, a 60% chance of rain, low around 64. And for your Wednesday, sunny skies, high near 78. This weather forecast has been brought to you by our friends at RJ's Outboard Sales and Service at 1208 Old Fannin Road. RJ's Outboard Sales and Service, your Yamaha outboard dealer in Brandon. A year like no other deserves an event like no other. So that's why DNS Diamonds and Jewelry is offering storewide savings of 25 to 60% off during our 32nd anniversary event. Many items are reduced 50 to 60%, including stackable rings, pearl strands, and estate jewelry. Even engagement rings are reduced. A small deposit holds your selection for Christmas or take up to 12 months to pay interest-free with approved credit. DNS Diamonds and Jewelry, 144 Market Street in Flowood in front of JCPenney. 
Pediatric care is more than treating a child when they are sick. It is a health care journey from infancy to adolescence. Dr. Katherine Philippi, pediatrician at Trust Care Kids in Madison. We build lasting relationships with parents based on trust. From pediatric primary care and well child checkups to after hours visits, our specialists provide quality care, usually within an hour, so that your child will feel better faster. To schedule an appointment, visit TrustCareHealth.com and click Trust Care Kids. Trust Care. Feel better, faster. Due to a national blood shortage, Mississippi Blood Services is in critical need of donations to refill our supply. Summer travel is ahead and the need continues. Please help Mississippi Blood Services recover their supply of much-needed blood as we move into the summer months. Visit msblood.com or call 601-368-2673 to find a location near you to donate blood today. That's msblood.com. Research shows moving is one of life's most stressful events. But thanks to Two Men and a Truck Ridgeland, it doesn't have to be. We have everything you need. A professional team who will customize your move, a schedule to fit your convenience Monday through Saturday, and all of the necessary moving supplies, including free padding and stretch wrap to protect your belongings. Don't stress. Let Two Men and a Truck handle your home or business moving needs. Visit twomenandatruck.com for a free, no-obligation estimate. In the metro area, the houses talk. Hey, Jan, how's it going today? Hey, Barney. You're not sold yet? No, my shutters need replacing, my floors need unbuckling, my boudoirs need updating. Well, my person called Will White with the price, and Will White said the price was right. No updating, no nothing. I'm sold as of tomorrow. Call Will White. He buys houses. 601-401-4323. 601-401-4323. Or online at homebuyersms.com. I'm Stephen Gagliano, and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. The Mississippi Lottery has continued its strong start to the 2022 fiscal year. With an August transfer of over $13 million, the total proceeds through just the first two months of the fiscal year sit just shy of $22 million. At this pace, the proceeds for the year are on track to exceed the 2021 total, which sent $80 million to the state's roads and bridges and nearly $60 million to Mississippi. Mississippi's Education Enhancement Fund. And Mississippi's COVID-19 cases appear to be on the decline. Over a three-day period from Friday through Sunday, just under 2,700 new cases are being reported with 56 additional deaths. After hitting a peak at over 1,600 several weeks ago, overall hospitalizations in Mississippi have now dipped below 800. The number of patients in the ICU and those placed on ventilators have also declined in recent days. This is Mississippi State Bulldog Jake Mangum. Family is everything. On the field, at home, everywhere. When I step up to the plate, it means the world that my family is behind me every swing. That's why I love my Farm Bureau family. They've got my back no matter what. If you aren't already on the team, it's time to join Farm Bureau. Visit favrates.com for great rates on home and auto insurance. Or find a local agent at msfdins.com. Farm Bureau Insurance. Go with the home team. When you experience the Sanderson Farms Championship, it's not just a good time, it's a great way to give back. Proceeds from the championship are donated to Mississippi's only children's hospital to support the nearly 180,000 patient visits at Children's of Mississippi each year. Last year, over $1.4 million were raised to go to 
toward the completion of a much-needed children's hospital expansion. So join us for the Sanderson Farms Championship, September 27th through October 3rd at the Country Club of Jackson. He doesn't accept the narrative. He questions it. We're just getting to the bottom of this. Gallo, every single morning from 6 to 9, Super Talk Mississippi. No other news team covers the Magnolia State like Super Talk Mississippi News. On air with reports every hour and breaking news as it happens. Your news all the time. On air and online at supertalk.fm. Becca Turner. She looks healthy and sane. Good Things with Rebecca Turner continues on Super Talk Mississippi. Things wants to remind you that there are some great things to do in Mississippi, plenty of events and unique places to visit. Just go to visitmississippi.org to find out more. Now, imagine you are out hunting and you come across what you think are bones or maybe even a tooth. That is what happened to Corey in Noxabee County last year. And with the help of his MSU extension agent and some other really smart people, they have unearthed some pretty cool prehistoric stuff. And they're joining us today on Good Things to share a little more. So joining us is is Creighton, Noxabee County extension agent, and Corey. So, Corey, I'm going to jump off with you. Take us back to last year. What were you doing um, to in hunting to sort of find these artifacts? Oh, I'd say, yeah, how y'all doing anyways? But no, I was just uh just uh, coming back from deer hunting one night, shining my light back uh, along the line uh, line pit we got there, and get looking around the ground, and I see some stones, or what I think it's stones. Knowing me, I gotta I gotta bend down and look at everything I see. It's kind of neat, and uh, get to looking. It's just I see a see limbs of vertebrae. So I keep looking more and find about five or six more pieces. You know, look a little more. And I, I just see a big old tooth there, and I, I get so excited. I start making phone calls. You know, that's something I've always wanted to find as a kid, and here I am, 27 years later, and be able to find something like that. So, so Corey, who yeah. was your first phone call? Because I find this interesting. Who'd you call first? <laughs> My brother. He's as big a nerd. He's as nerdy about the stuff as I am. So, and then what did you do next? Did you touch I it? Did you move mother. it? Did you know what to do with it if you sort of found something cool? I knew I'd found something cool, but I did not know what to do with it. That's why I called mom, and she kind of knows she knows a lot more people than I do around this part. So, well, let's back up one part, Corey. How did you know? Did you know that there were potentially interesting stuff to find out in the woods in Knoxville County? Like growing up as a kid, did you hear stories of maybe finding unique artifacts out in the woods, or was this just something you always hoped that maybe would happen? It's just something I hope. I mean, you know, you'd hear about some Indian artifacts or fossilized wood, but I just never dreamed of finding actual you know, teeth or bones like that. So your mom got you connected with your Mississippi State Extension agent, which that would be Creighton. Okay, Creighton. So when you get the call that maybe there were some bones or something cool found in your area, did you nerd out kind of like Corey did? Uh, yes, it was just exciting news to hear it. Um, I know his mom for for a while and worked with her in, in several different categories. And um, I said, 
If you think it's something serious, then I think it's something serious. I need to come out and look at it. Well, the MSU extension wouldn't be my first place, Creighton, to sort of call if I found. But in fact, I probably would have called the police. In my mind, I would have went straight to like somebody has died and this is a crime scene. So I find it great that you guys even knew who all to call. So is this something that I mean, your extension office can help you with if you find out in the wild? Uh, yes, we have offices in all eighty-two counties in Mississippi. And have extension agents there that can help you with. Agriculture-related questions, forest youth development, family and consumer sciences, and also community resource development. And I had worked with his mom uh, before, so she knew I was a, a good source of information. If I didn't know what the answer was, I could find have resources that could help us find answers. And that's exactly what you did, Creighton. You knew this was sort of above what the Extension Service could do to sort of find you know solve the mystery of what Corey had found there in Knoxville County. So who'd you call next? I called Dr. Leslie Berger. Uh, with the wildlife uh, department at MSU. And I told her what we thought we had found, and I sent her some pictures. And she called me back and said, whoa, this is exciting. I need to send this to someone else. And where did it go and next? She sent it to Dr. Renee Clary, who is the director of the MSU Dunn Siler Museum and an MSU professor of geology. And uh, we got a, a, a good diagnosis of what we thought it might be uh, from her. Okay, Corey, this whole time, I know this takes a little time. Obviously, the story's coming out. It's a year later. There's a process to uncovering this all. Had you already created, like, a dinosaur-themed story in your head or aliens came down and left it? I mean, where was your head going with what this could potentially be before you actually found out what you had found? Well, you know, I, I really didn't know what to think. I just, you know, I, I mean, I, I knew it was some kind of bones. I know they said dinosaurs were really in Mississippi because it's underwater at the time, so. Yeah, you know, it, it really just blew my mind that something like that was there. I, I didn't really know what to think about it, to say the truth. So all this time, did they come and take the artifacts um, away, or did you get to sort of keep them and house them? No, no, ma'am. I, I still got them. I've, I, found, I found so many other pieces. I got a whole room in the house. My wife is mad at me that I got it so trashy right now, but it's that full of stuff, so... <laughs> I think she she should she should give you a little bit of time. You got some pretty cool stuff there that you're bringing back uh, from um, from the country there in Knoxville County. Okay, Creighton, what did they end up finding? What did uh, Corey come across? Why is it so unique to the area? Uh, we also talked with Dr. George Phillips, who's the curator uh, at the Mississippi Museum of Natural Sciences, and uh, he told us also that he thought that it was a prehistoric marine animal from the, the Cretaceous period. Uh, before non-flying dinosaurs became extinct. And uh, that was just like, wow, just to hear it from a professional telling us that's what we had found, something that had been around for a long, long time. It has been. It's also, I mean, we think of Mississippi and just sort of, the, you know, her 200-year birthday, I know a little bit older than 200 years now. We don't stop to think about, you know, this has been God's country since the beginning of time. And, there, you know, it's got a big, deep, rich history long before we were ever, you know, thought of it as the Magnolia State. So, you know, explain, Knox, if you can, what Knoxville County kind of would have looked like during that time where whatever Corey unearthed was actually alive. Uh, from everything that we can tell, uh, Mississippi was actually underwater at one time. And so if we were able to find those uh, fossils, uh, they were being protected in lime rock. Knoxville County has a lot of lime rock uh, in the county. And that's why the bones and fossils were protected so well, um, because they were found in lime rock. 
Okay, Corey, you said you've been collecting some more stuff. It feels like you just sort of unearthed, you know, something that had been there, well, obviously, a really long time. Have you hunted this area before? I mean, have you just not come across these interesting findings, or was this sort of a new spot for you to do your, you know, yearly deer hunting? It, it was a new spot. My dad and my uncle had just purchased the land, and I'd gone out there just scouting for deer, and I seen some out there, so I decided I'd try to hunt it that year, and uh, yeah, just like I said, never thought walking across the ground I'd see something like that because I've walked many a lion pits in my life and, you know, just looking at the ground doing that stuff and never seen anything like that or come across anything like that. And here I am finding, I mean, it's just, it's just a little honey hole of my, my own, and it's, it's it's really neat. I found a lot of a lot of cool artifacts out there, and I found found uh, arrowheads and everything, so it's a... Uh, it's a, it's a neat experience to have out there. I'm sure you sort of upped your game in terms of the way that you go out and collect and sort of look look at look for things every year. So have you kind of become like, you know, a little bit of an Indiana Jones or an archaeologist out there? You got little brushes, you digging up things professionally. Are you changing careers? Uh-huh. I, I like to think I'm that cool, but I don't think I'm quite quite to the Indiana Jones status. <laughs> and no, I'd, I'd love to do some schooling and learn some more about that stuff. It'd be, I mean, as a kid, that was always my dream. But you know, as life goes, you, you change your change your dreams, and then here it pops up again. So I, you know, Creighton's trying to tell me I need to go back to school and do that kind of stuff, and I kind of agree with him. So I'll see what leads me down in the future. Well, I think you, yes, your dreams found you right right back where you probably left them there, you know, with your curious mind. I think this also just goes to show you just never know what will be opened up to you if you get into the outdoors and sort of enjoy it. Well, I hope, Corey, that maybe the Mississippi Natural Science Museum will at least give you the opportunity to show what you have found for the rest of us. Um, any talks of, of that happening where you can sort of display all of your findings? I haven't so far. I know Mr. George, uh, he was he was liking to come down there and look at everything I have one day and just kind of tell me everything I got. Cause I'm still a novice to all this and don't know half the stuff I have. So, There's no- you know, I've been down. I went and displayed some of my stuff at a, it's called the Artifact Shack down in Bay Springs by Jeff McCraw. He owns that place, and he's got a bunch of little false and everything on display there on himself, and he opens it up a couple times a year, and me and my wife, Decided we go down there and we display some things and met a lot of nice people down there and learn learn new things. So it's a good experience there too. What's the coolest thing you found so far? Oh, I'd say the most recent find I have found so far, and it's a it's a mosasaur jaw jawbone. I'm still trying to get it out of the lime rock. So it's just genuine, just going there, that's taking your time. Cool find to me. So when we think of lime rock, I said, is it so it's like in rock you're having to sort of, you know, dig around it or sort of whatever it may be? Yes, ma'am. I'm actually waiting for people to tell me exactly what I need to do. I've been slowly chiseling away at it with a screwdriver and some picks and some brushes and got a lot of it uncovered. Well, I'm going to I'm going to second Mr. Creighton. Corey, you go on back to school, you become the next Indiana Jones and you just discover all the cool things here in Knoxville County and you come back to good things and share whatever you figure out what it is that you found. <laughs> yes, ma'am. Bye. All righty, Mr. Creighton, I think this is pretty cool uh, story. Where can people read uh, more information about it? I know you guys have posted it. Okay, you can go to Facebook and uh, type in Mississippi State University Extension Service, and you'll see the story there. 
We've had over 140,000 people uh, see, uh, views to look at the story and over 625 shares. So uh, it's just great to see that people are interested in natural, natural, uh, natural. When you choose Roto-Rooter, you'll get honest estimates and no hassle guarantee so you can get it fixed quickly and enjoy peace of mind. We're there for you 24 hours a day, 7 days a week, day and night, holidays and weekends. We've been providing service to Mississippi for over 80 years. Call the original Roto-Rooter, 601-353-3333. Mention this ad to receive $25 off any service. Call Roto-Rooter, that's the name. Not a winkle troubles down the drain. Roto-Rooter. Good Things with Rebecca Turner is brought to you in part by TrustCare, where you'll find a team of experienced, knowledgeable, and friendly staff. Visit TrustCareHealth.com to schedule an appointment today. TrustCare. Feel better, faster. Monster Jackson is second the competition with an all-out savings blitz. You'll feel like you just scored a touchdown with the savings we're offering on every new and pre-owned Monster in stock. Get 0% financing for 36 months on all new Monsters. That's 0% on every new Monster in stock. Plus, get your first year of oil changes on us with every new Monster purchase. There will be no false starts when it comes to your credit approval. Our team of credit specialists are here to get you approved, no matter your past credit history. 100% credit approval is our number one goal. Have a trade-in? Bring it in, and we'll give you top dollar for it, even if you don't buy a vehicle from us and buy with confidence with a 20-year 250,000 mile powertrain warranty so come in today because we're blitzing the competition and saving you big at monster jackson where nobody walks away because everybody saves our own new state of the art facility is located at 5397 i-55 frontage road north in jackson call 991-2222 today monsteropjackson.com for details the best made-to-order lunch in Northeast Jackson is at 4th & Goal Sports Cafe. The Philly Cheesesteak Sandwich or Wrap, Melt-in-Your-Mouth Pulled Pork Sandwich, and the best burger in the metro. Call 769-208-8283. Once again, 769-208-8283. This is the closing agri-market report. At the close in their cotton exchange, the center cotton was down 331 to 8902. March cotton was down 320 to 8839. At the Chicago Board of Trade, November soybeans were down 21 cents. To twelve sixty three and a half per bushel. January soybeans were down eighteen and a quarter, twelve seventy four and three quarters per bushel. December corn was down five and a half to five twenty one and three quarters per bushel. March corn was down four and a half to five twenty nine and three quarters per bushel. At the Mercantile, December live cattle was up fifty five to one twenty eight oh seven. February live cattle was down two cents to one thirty one fifty two. November feeders up 52 to 156.62. January feeders up 20 to 157.27. And at this hour, the Dow Jones is down 899 points, 33,685. I'm Dixon Williams, and this is Super Talk Mississippi Agri News Network. Compromise is nice if you're at the playground or scouring yard sales. But farmers know better that middle grounds have no winner. That's why there's Revitech fungicide, fast-acting and long-lasting, preventative and curative, disease control and stress reduction. So leave the settling to little Tommy at the seesaw, an old bargain bill, and take your full prize in yields with Revitech fungicide for uncompromised performance. Always read and follow label directions. 
Protect your post-harvest grains and your bottom line from profit-robbing insects. For pennies per bushel, a tank mix of Diacon IGR Plus and PBO8 Synergist gives you the long-term control of an insect growth regulator and the knockdown power of a broad-spectrum insecticide with enhanced efficiency. Help protect your grain with Diacon IGR Plus and PBO8 Synergist from Central Life Sciences. For more information, contact your local dealer or visit bugfreegrains.com. Where Mississippi comes to talk. Middays with Gerard Gibbert. Weekdays here on Super Talk Mississippi. Rebecca Turner. She's smart and pretty. Good Things with Rebecca Turner continues on Super Talk Mississippi. Wow! I feel good. Delay in planning a Mississippi getaway. Everything you need to know is over at visitmississippi.org. You may feel good, and I got a feel good story for you. September is still Childhood Cancer Awareness Month, and I'm sure you're familiar with the great work at Make a Wish Mississippi and what they do. If you don't know, they help to give families with children who have, um, you know, diagnosis, sometimes cancer, sometimes other things, and they provide them with a dream wish, whether it be a vacation or they meet someone or they just provide them an opportunity to take the load off that comes with having to go through treatments and all the time spent in the hospital and they give them something to look forward to. However, they had something unique happen here recently. They um, had a wish grantor, a wish kid, 13-year-old Abraham. He is from central Mississippi. He was diagnosed with a plastic anemia in June of 2020. But before his diagnosis, Abraham and his family were already out doing some really good things. They were feeding the homeless every month, connected with some of their favorite organizations. And so when he went through all the different things that he could do for his wish, he decided that he wanted to be able to feed the people there at Poindexter Park or the homeless, and it's going to be 80 homeless people that get fed for an entire year. I thought that was pretty dead cool. Not only is he paying his wish forward, Abraham, he also figured out how to get 12 wishes because technically he's getting a wish uh, granted um, every month. And I thought, mm-hmm, smart little kid there. Um, but it also goes to show what a big heart he, um, he definitely has. So they are teaming up with other organizations, church groups, individuals who want to come together to to, to make sure Abram's um, wish is fulfilled. So they're also going to do blessing bags. And so not only are they going to provide a hot meal for 80 homeless individuals, I think it's every third Saturday of the month. They just kicked off Abram's um, wish this past Saturday. So every third Saturday, so they got 11 more to go. And they're also doing blessing packs. And so that's they started off Abraham and his family wanted to give Bibles as the first. So they collected and got 80 Bibles. And then it will also include things like toiletries as we move into the winter months. It may be blankets or whatever it may be. If, you know, if you feel connected to that story and would like to be a part of it, you can always get in touch with me or Make-A-Wish Mississippi, and they will make sure that you can be part of making Abram's wish um, continue to to come um, come through. But what a wise kid at 13 to recognize an opportunity presented to him due to 
an unfortunate situation, and he's turning it around to do good to others. But when asked, Abraham mentioned that that feeding the homeless and being out there with his friends, as he called them, that's what brought him the most joy. So if you think about, you know, what Make-A-Wish is all about, it's about providing joy for those families who have had some pretty rough times. Then he gets again. He's smart. He gets 12 wishes, um, but it's paying it forward. And it, it definitely, um, to me, it's it, it hits the warm and fuzzies. And it's something that we definitely need. Um, we definitely need right now. So pretty cool uh, with that as well. Doesn't matter. See, Saturday is going to be Abraham's favorite day of the week. You guys are still wrestling with this question, I feel like. Some of you are not. Some of you are having fun, fun with it if you're just tuning in with us here on good things on the Facebook group and the text line. I've just simply asked what day of the week is your favorite and and sort of why is that? And I go back to the beginning of that and that will be to challenge if you look at Monday as the dreaded day of the week, how or why why would be the first question to ask. And then how can you put a little pep in that Monday step and make it your favorite day of the week i don't know if that's possible but we can definitely bring it up off the bottom (laughs) we can bring it up off the bottom and i don't think every day is going to be rainbows and butterflies but it does feel like poor old monday definitely gets um gets the shaft when it comes to the most excitement to get up and and go through um every every day of the week you just got to find a way to your to reward yourself on mondays yeah uh, maybe garfield hated mondays but he loved lasagna would he have enjoyed mondays better if he had lasagna, maybe if you go and treat yourself to your favorite little coffee joint or make yourself an extra special breakfast on Mondays or take some time to somehow get some work done. Maybe Sunday night you get your email out of the way or make your to do list. And so it's less pressure when you first wake up on Monday or go ahead and head on over to YouTube or a podcast form of good things and go ahead and get your mind right on what, you know, matters most in life, which are the positive vibes and the good stories, which is what we try to bring you here each day of the week, including Monday. So we appreciate that you joined us here today. But stick with us. You got more coming up next with the boys with Sports Talk Mississippi from three to six. But Rhino and I will be back tomorrow at two. But until then, I hope you all find time for the good things. Mississippi Media Production.